Per 1 million views. How much does a content creator make? Per 1 million views, not a lot. You can make, I don't know the exact number. I think it's dependent on the platform. Last time I checked for like YouTube, I wanna say it's maybe $500, but don't quote me on that. So if that content creator was promoting or selling a digital product, how much money do you think they'd make then? Per that same million? Way more, depending on if the views, like the whatever the views came from. So let's say you make a video and it's geared towards a specific target audience, whatever that you have to sell, digital product or physical product. It's just like doing regular marketing with paid ads, except it's all organic. Let's say you convert 3% or something like that. You can take 3% of that a million and then multiply it by however much the product or service costs and get a rough estimate about how much money you can make. Is that high, low end, mid range? It just, it depends on the product. If you're selling something at high ticket, I would say 3% is pretty good. So there's no like real way to quantify it for everybody. But if 3% works for you, it works for you. Sanchez, Cheddar Chet, what do you do? So I'm a content creator for brands and they'll hire me to make videos for their products or services. And then I give them digital assets and then they run ads based off of the assets that I give them. And then I also am picking up coaching to start teaching other entrepreneurs, hustlers, people who want to start their own business and get their own like message out there, teaching them how to build their own camera persona and build confidence while speaking on camera. So what's that process like with the brands? What would, what do you get out of that? What do you mean? What do I get out of it? So what's the process itself? How do you go about getting into brand sponsorships? What can people learn? So it's actually crazy how I got into it. It was a couple of years ago and I think I was going on a traveling trip or something like that. I needed like 500 bucks. So I'm like online looking to see like, what is the easiest, fastest way I can make $500 super quickly. And I came across this app called Billow which was basically they do the marketing to get the brands who need people like me who are good on camera. They, I, I connected with a lot of brands through that app and then found other apps that were similar. And then I also started posting content on YouTube about like my experience and stuff. And then I got even more clients. So it was a combination of getting clients from the apps who will work with me and then posting about my experiences. And then clients would find me on the internet as well, YouTube as well. So it's, a combination between those two. What are you doing for these clients? So I, it depends, like everybody wants different things, but for the most part, at the end of the day, they just want digital assets to run ads. Typically it's a lot of marketing agencies and they need a lot of creative and just creative ideas in different faces. So I'll pretty much help them create the creative ideas. I have other creators that I know too. So I'll include them on the deals and get just like a bundle of assets and videos that are edited and put together and then just deliver that back to the client for them to run their ads. I've seen your site where you've worked with a lot of big yeah. brands. Are they expecting like a done for you kind of service or are they, and I'm sure it's different, but are they asking certain frameworks and everything that they need? Or are they like, Hey, we need X amount of content deliver it by X date. What's that? Like? It can be either or. So most of the time, a lot, when I work with brands, it's they need like anywhere from one to five videos. And it's, Hey, like we want these scripts hit, you can get creative, whatever you want to do, just make it funny or do whatever you like, but make sure you just address these points. And then I've had other clients where it's like, all right, we're, we want to talk about this product. We need three videos for this week, two videos for this week, three videos for the next week. And then that's like on the month to month basis. So. How do you know if a video is going to hit? I think there's definitely ways to predict it. I would say if you're super well-researched on like your target audience and stuff like that, but you never really know. You just, it's really a matter of how much content that you have to test to see what really works. There's been times where I've been like, oh, this video is trash. And then it just exploded. Or I'm like, yes, man. And then there's times where I put so much work and energy and creativity and it just flop. Yeah, you really don't know. I, I would say the best way to probably guarantee or increase your chances of it being a success is to make sure that the hook really put a lot of the time into developing how the video starts, like that first one to four seconds and grabbing that person's attention. If you put, I would say if you put 60, 70, even 80% of the time into making sure that's spotless, then you will probably increase your chances.
have you got it down to the science now on like what you're going to hit, what you're going to do? You're not, I'm sure you're not working with those big brands. You're not going out there and just winging it every time. I'm sure you've got a process that you. Normally try. the brands, unless they're like a startup company, it would be different for them. But if I'm working with a bigger brand, they already have the market research done and things that they've tested before. They just need somebody who's good on camera who can present the information. Nowadays, I don't really have to do it as much. But before, yeah, I had to really try to figure out, okay, what is this businesses, a person's target audience, and how can we construct this video to do X, Y, Z? So it took a bit longer, but I don't really run into that too much anymore. What have you learned from other larger brands like that? I'm sure that they've came at you and said, hey, do this and this because we've done the research. We put the money and the time behind this. What are some of those things that you've gained on that end or learned from them? For sure. There's the team aspect of it. One, it's like you're talking to a lot of people doing like everybody has like their designated thing that they do. So it's like, that's, yeah. that was kind of like an eye opener. Like you really have to have a lot of people to make the ship go forward. I guess if you want to say that. And then the other thing that I learned, I wouldn't say that I just learned this from big brands. I think I've learned this just from working with so many brands as a whole is that uh, there's a lot of focus on paid ads, which paid ads are great, but it gets you it makes you money. But I've, I've noticed that a lot of brands, they run into situations where they're like the brand identity part of it. There's a, a huge lack of organic content. And that's something that I'm trying to tackle right now is figuring out how to help brands and other people create, and even myself, just create organic content consistently. So yeah, I would say that's probably been the biggest thing that I've learned just from not just working with the big brands, just working with brands in general touched a little point on kind of stuff that we're even struggling with right now. And I've seen other people struggle with. So that's a big, that's a big thing to, to take on. I know that. What have you learned so far? And what have you, I know you said you're going to be coaching and things like that. What have you gathered so far as building a personal brand and a content strategy on that? It's very difficult as you probably realize. Most people probably realize that. I think so far, the things that I've gathered is the biggest thing. Let me start with that is that I think that focusing on the numbers and like the comment and the feedback so early is, well, I would say views. Let's say views. Cause I think that's what a lot of people really get stuck up on is like, how many views is this getting? Maybe I get 100, 200. 300 views. And one thing that I've realized is that if you have, let's say you have 50, a hundred views on a video, right? Imagine yourself in a room with 50 to a hundred people. And I understand like the internet is so big. So it makes a hundred or 50 people look like it's like super small, but a hundred, if you were on stage talking to 50 to a hundred people, like think about rappers or performers, like they don't have 50 to a hundred people at their shows. You know what I'm saying? So if we're thinking about it, from creating from a content creation standpoint, and if we have something to sell to these people, then 50 to 100 people of those people, maybe one of those people might want to buy whatever it is that you have to sell. I guess it depends on the product that you're selling and how much that it costs to determine what how valuable it is. If you're selling something high ticket, one person out of 300 is great. If it's low ticket, then it's okay. How do we take 300 and just make it 3000? Then we get one per 300 and you do the math from there. So that would be one of the biggest things that I learned was just not to be so caught up on the views, but so much, so much more into like, how, how would I say it? Put yourself more into just creating value for the people. And I, I'll tell you a story. Like when I first started my YouTube channel, I only have 13, 1300 subscribers, but I, dude, I was making money off of YouTube with 500, 800 subscribers just because I was making content that was valuable to other people. So it's not so much about the views. It's just about whatever it is that you're creating that's going to help solve X person's problem. It's a long answer. Yeah. And you said it too. Giving value is a big thing. And that I've, I've seen a lot of shift lately go towards people giving away like free courses and stuff, like trying to hook people in and then get them on the back end with a high ticket offer. But just giving out that value first. I think that's really big. You got to gain that trust. Everybody's doing everything right. nowadays where everybody's doing essentially the same thing at some point we've been shifting into figuring out what kind of way we're going to be presenting this or presenting a product or service or something on that end. Let's talk about the marketing side of it. How do you market for this? Especially with, like you said, a smaller audience are, are, are enough people seeing this stuff? Cause I know you said YouTube and everything, but is enough people seeing this and the right people seeing this? Is your client seeing this or people that you need to be marketing to? How are they going about seeing this stuff? And then how are you marketing? So when I first started off, it was using those third party platforms. They did all the marketing for me. Mm -hmm. So I saw that as a win because I'm like, okay, I don't have to have a marketing budget and 
figure out because I'm not like a huge paid marketing. I know a, a bit about it, but not to the extent that we're like, I can run like extreme successful campaigns. So I would just let the third party companies take over that. And I focus more on the organic side of marketing, which is what I was saying earlier, provide that value or talk about your own personal experiences so that it helps somebody who's on the path, who's on the same path, but a little bit behind you. So my paid marketing strategy, I just let the other brands take care of that for the most part. And then a lot of the times if the brands, when they like my work, they'll want to work with me even more. And then to get new clients, it's just me just doing organic stuff and they'll come in every once in a while. It's not like a every week type of thing, but I charge enough to be able to compensate for the clients coming in at a, a, a slower pace. But I think that as I continue to build my own personal brand and put out more content that helps people, then that'll for sure get bananas. Like I, I got to prepare for that. Yeah. It'll all, it's a viral loop, right. essentially. It'll all just feed each other. Yeah. Yeah. So paid ads, I'm sure there's agencies out there that, and you might've touched base on this a little bit, mentioned it, agencies that find creators that need, that have brands in their pocket, mm -hmm. essentially. Have you worked with any of those before? Yes. So a lot of the people who hire people like a lot of the companies that hire people like me, I would say are oftentimes the agencies that are working with the big brands. I have worked with the big brands individually as well, but more times than not, it's an agency that's doing the marketing or the ads for that brand. And then we're all connected to each other through that agency. That makes more sense. I was thinking big brands, I'm thinking small brands, they don't have time to sit there and go scour social media to try to find a right. creator. So that kind of answered my own question when you started to say that. I was like, ah. yeah. And then it's, it's cool too, because when you do work with the agency, sometimes the brand is like, who is that person? We want to work with them more. And then they'll bring me on to the actual like brand team, if that makes sense. So it starts off oh, with the agency. Cool. And then if they really like the work that you produce and it's so you can move on to the next step. And then is that typically like contract yeah. work for them? How much time does that take? Like how many clients can you get? Let's just say you blew it up and did a great video and everybody saw it. And then other brands started reaching out to you. Like how much could you handle? Like how much time do you put into one brand? That is a good question. I've been working because we're in a dead season right now because it's just after the holidays. But before the holidays, I was probably mm -hmm. working with three brands and that was quite a lot of time. Yeah. It just, it depends on how many videos that the brand wants. I think like anywhere from two to five video. Cause I was doing like anywhere from eight to five, five to eight videos per brand. And then you have to think about like different creative concepts for each brand. And it's, it, it takes a lot of time to answer your question. I think if I was yeah. bombarded by a lot of brands, then I would probably want to maybe do five max at a given time. How much are they paying you typically? All right. Are you two question part? You set your prices up front, I'm sure. And then if you make it to that next level or they want to work further, I'm sure that they have their set prices that they're going to pay. Yes. And what's typically, what's that pay structure like typically? So for shorter videos, not sorry, not shorter videos for deals that aren't so long, maybe they just need one or two quick short videos and I'll do $500 a video. And then if it's on a longer scale, then it's around $350 a video. That's one way that I make money. The other way is through whitelisting. I don't know if you ever heard of that before. And this is something that I know what whitelisting is, but it's okay. for God. So uh, this is something that anybody can do, whether you're, you have like your own personal business page or your, your personal Instagram or Facebook page, or even TikTok. Whitelisting is basically when a brand can run ads through your profile. So let's say I post a video and then the brand can get a code from me and then they can run ads through the video that I posted. So when somebody's scrolling through TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, they'll see my profile picture on the side with my video. So it looks like my profile's posting it, not the brand itself. Uh, and that helps with better conversions and it looks more authentic versus some brand logo that's promoting whatever product. So what I like to do in that situation is I will say, I'll work out a deal to where I'll take five, anywhere from five to 10% of the ad spend for whatever given brand, because if I give you an ad that performs super, super well, you're going to want to put more money behind it, obviously, because it's going to make you more money. And then I just take a small percentage of that. I can see how that can be more lucrative. Yeah. That's my favorite. Of, uh, who, <laughs> yeah. I won't get into that, but what are the tools that you use? And you mentioned it a little bit before, but what are the tools that you use to, to market and to get this stuff out? 
for? What are some of the uh, I primarily did YouTube at first. Now I am literally, I don't know about everything, but I am posting on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Am I missing something? Oh, yeah, and TikTok. That's it. I don't think I said TikTok already. But yeah, those five platforms. I'm just trying to make sure I get out a video pretty much every day of the week and stay consistent on my stories. And I actually just got a call books yesterday from something that I post just posted for coaching. So hopefully that goes well and I just continue the chopping wood, carrying water. It's just a daily process thing that you got to keep attacking. So we're going to go off track a little bit here, but I want to talk about this and we can come back. I have other questions that I want to know more sure. about this, but you're getting into coaching now. And this is something that I've actually done on the side completely free for my friends. Cause I have a few companies that I built before in the past and what kind of led me to podcasting, got into podcasting for a break, essentially from it all. And now I've still been helping friends and stuff with their businesses. And some of them have coaching companies. Some of them have online digital products that they're doing and I've been helping them on that end. So I'm like, I should probably create something around this to help other people as well. So that's where we're at on it. I have mentors that do this stuff. So this is a, a new thing that I've been dabbling in. And then also I'm very well versed in it as well with the people in this, the people that I've helped along the way as well. So I'm very curious about this. So you mentioned coaching now you're new on this too. So have you created a funnel, like a sales yes, funnel? Yes, I've actually been working on it the past like week and a half. So I think it's pretty much done, yeah. but it's a, it's an interesting process. I love building. I don't know. I feel like I'm not that good at it, but I do enjoy the creative processes of building a funnel and making it look cool. The concept of it itself. Yeah. So you've got your funnel built. What are you using for your funnel? Have you ever heard of a go high level? Yeah. I so I yep. use that. And I just build everything through that platform. I think me and my buddy are on there together and yeah, I just build funnels whenever I need it on there. So. That's awesome. Yeah. I've actually, I'm working in go high level right now with a buddy of mine who has a, a coaching online coaching company, but he runs all his stuff through there. I've worked with click funnels before I've messed with that and I've done go high level and then lead pages, yeah, lead pages, something like that. I think I've messed with before, but yeah. So do you have them, do you have a VSL that you've created that you lead to then a sales call or what's the funnel? Typically, so I have mine built so for them just to click on whatever they want, and then I just gather their uh, name, email, and then write in the description like whatever service it is that they want. And then from there, I'm gonna lead them to a call and then try to get people into the group coaching call. That's like okay. the, the structure. I'm still like building out the complete. That's cool, man. I'm, I'm doing the same thing, honestly, right now, which way I want to do it. And I'm making sure to my biggest thing on this is end is. I don't want to create another job like I had before, then had to then hire and build out and do a whole team kind of thing. I want to build like a more of a passion project that I do that I can say yes to people and no to people at the same time and only work with people I want to work with and it be things like that. So I'm teetering around how do I want to structure this? Do I want to do some kind of group scheduling or group communication or um, community and then do like a high ticket at the end that the people who really want to have their hand held and really want like a guaranteed right. have a high ticket option at the end that I pick and choose who mm -hmm. I work with. So we've been playing around with that and seeing which way we're going to go right now. So are you doing like a community yeah, group coaching or is it just like, yeah, I'm starting off with yeah. a, a free service just to provide people with some very useful information. If you want to start creating content for yourself, like the tools that you're going to need, how to find your target audience. Mm -hmm. And then the third one I have on there is, uh, oh, like a content plan. Cause I think one of the things that most people struggle with the most, and I even struggle with this the most is figuring out how to post content consistently, like every single day. Cause I'm always like, what do I post about? Like, I'm out of ideas. So I develop like a quick plan on, on a Google sheet with like how to come up with different topics on putting that plan together for your target audience. So that's all free. And then that's like my quick 15 minute, 20 minute call. And then try to take those leads and get them into the group program. Because one thing that I want people to do to practice on camera is to go the route that I went as far as being a content creator and creating for brands. Because, yeah, and I think it'll even be good for people who have businesses as well. Because I look at it like if you're a business and you're promoting, especially if you find something that's in line or kind of complements your business, because there's tons of businesses on these platforms. I think that it opens up the door for collaborations. It gives you practice on camera. You get paid to be on camera. So it's like you're practicing your skills and you're making money while you're doing it. And then it just gives you more cr credibility at the end of the day. And it's all going to be about like attention and how you can collaborate with other people. Like we were talking about earlier, 
what I've noticed about working with these bigger companies is that there's one person who did, there's just a lot of people. <laughs> and I think that once brands and people start working with a lot of other brands and a lot of other people, then it just opens up the door of possibilities for so many great things to happen in your life. Cause that's what happened to me. So I want to help people go through that prep path. Cause I'm like, I think I'm like top rated on pretty much all the platforms that I'm on. Cause I've, I've just done so many videos for so many different brands and I'm not like perfect. I don't have five stars on everything, but for the most part, it's like 4.8 or 4.5 or above. So I just want to help guide people just because I understand, like I've worked with so many people who are like just the most charismatic people. You meet them. They're so cool. You slap a camera right in front of their face. Yeah. And I just like, what, bro, what just happened? <laughs> so that's like the thing that I'm trying to do here is just give people the tools that they need. And then if they want to become a part of a group with live calls and just have a community where people can critique and help you get better as well as myself and just provide like new information with how to be on camera and different topics and that type of stuff. Now that's big. I can even attest to that as well. I know who my audience is. I know who I'm talking to, but not having a framework on what to create content about, I'm yeah. clueless. That's big. And also too, you mentioned getting in with brands, the early stages could create revenue for those. A lot of people get into content creation thinking that the money just flows in and it takes a lot of work to get there. You have to have the avenues right. to get there. I think that's a really quick avenue. If you learn one skill that can then get paid for that right. as well. That's big. Yeah. And that, that's, I like that, man. I like that structure. Yeah, if I think if, if business, I don't want to say businesses, but I guess the business owner, if they're cool with it, not everybody's cool with being on camera, but if, okay, I can do this on camera stuff. And I really, I don't mind my face being like, you don't mind being the Elon Musk for Tesla then I think that this is a great route for you to go just because there's just the opportunities and the doors that it'll open are crazy. So you've got a free community. Are you using your socials to then funnel them into this free yes. community? All my socials lead either back to my Instagram or to my website, which will capture the emails and the names. And like you said, it'll go to that group call and then hopefully try to sell them to the high ticket thing, which is like the the guarantee get good on camera and we like hold your head. Yeah, I go. So I yeah. need to read. My buddy was just telling me about some book that Russell Brunson just wrote. Dot com secrets. No, it's some weird now. I think I have it pulled up on here because I just did a lynchpin. Led a linchpin. Yeah, that's what it is. Yep. Lynchpin. Yeah. So you're doing essentially is a re something that's reoccurring or community. Yeah. At, essentially. And I'm probably butchering exactly the terminology of that, but that's essentially it. Yeah. Uh, I had already had this built out. Uh, do you know who Myron Golden is? Yeah. So yeah. I watch a lot of his content and I have his, his boss moves book. So I was just building out the funnel based off of like memory from that. And then I was showing my buddies, bro, you got to read the linchpin because you're like doing this and it'll give you more structure. So I got to get around to ordering yeah. that book. I should probably do it after this call and then just have an exact plan and idea of what I'm doing. But it feels like it's, yeah. I'm moving in the right direction. Yeah, for sure, man. What I would just to throw something out there in the way I would look at it too. And you do, of course, whatever works for you. I'm thinking, what if you created some kind of lead magnet that had then captured their email address and all that stuff. And it said, Hey, we talk about this more. Or if you want a community that talks about this more, Hey, here's a community that say 39 bucks a month, 29 bucks a month, something 27 bucks a month, whatever you mm -hmm. want to price it at. And then you have that reoccurring revenue, something small. And then also too, People usually work harder towards something whenever they have skin in the game. Mm -hmm. So when they pay for something, they usually show up and do it. And I'm thinking right now, like somebody sent me something on some kind of copywriting thing earlier and it was free. So I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to join it. And then I'll forget about it sometimes because it's free. Think about that on that end. That's just something I just want to throw out there. And I'm not telling you how to do anything more than I know, <laughs> probably on this end, on this stuff. No, you're but, right. Uh, yeah. Think about something like that on that end for an option. Okay. So you're... Leading them in through, I guess your lead magnet is that community, right? The lead magnet is a one, a quick call, a one-on-one -on -one call. Cause it's so a strategy yeah, call. pretty much a strategy call. Yeah. And I know that'll take up quite yeah. a bit of time, yeah. but I think starting out, like it, it'll be fine. And I'll probably switch it over to more of a downloadable thing with, what do you call it? Like the introductory video, like you go to a landing page, it's a video of me mm -hmm. to speak. Hey, this is what you get X, Y, Z. If you want to join the group call, yeah, you know, but for now I kind of want to get a little bit more intimate mm -hmm. with the people who come through just so I can make sure well, I want to provide as much value to the people as I can while I can. It's going to be yeah. impossible yeah. to do that with 2000 people a day or something like that. So. 
Mm-hmm. You're going to learn from them as well. So you'll build those data points that you need for that next step in whichever direction right. you go. You'll need those data points and those questions geared around that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's stuff that we talk about too. And I've helped some of my friends with is they'll get to that point and they're making good money, but they want to get to seven right. figures and it all comes to systems and just dialing in and breaking and fixing the same stuff, taking that, da- taking those data points and leading yourself into those structures that you need to have set mm-hmm. in place. That stuff's fun. I, I can nerd out on yeah. that all day, but we won't go into too much of that. As far as your, are you a solopreneur? Do you have a team that you run with this? Cause you got, now you're doing mm-hmm. coaching too, but as far as the brand building and the brand what does that look like as far as time? I just, I have editors and then I work with my brother on a lot of projects and that's pretty much it. So you're doing pretty much everything in the business yeah, then for now. How much time do you spend a day on it? You think most of the days starts with the workout and I do content creation from there. And then I'll have my brands that I work with. If I have any jobs that I have to do in the middle of that, and then the rest of it is okay. I have to get like my own personal video out and that typically takes up most of the day and the rest of it is I'm a watching podcasts or like trying to read up on new material, either on personal branding, or I think right now I'm reading, what's that book? His name is like Ray Dalio or something like that. I'm saying his name, how to win friends, influence people. So yeah, just reading all that kind of stuff. And yeah, that's pretty much my entire day. So yeah, it takes up quite a bit. What I do want to talk more about is your content strategy. What you said, you film your videos in the morning. What's your content strategy? like a a big overview. So my content strategy, I would say the foundation of is probably on Instagram, Instagram slash Facebook, since I guess they're both basically the same thing. So I start off, there's a story aspect and then there's a wall aspect of it. I start off, like I said earlier with the fitness part, I start off with a, a quote from the day. Like one person I really love the quote is like Jim Rohn, like he's a beast in some of the things that he was, that he said. Myron Golden, he says some yeah. pretty cool stuff uh, every once in a while. Let me not downplay it. He says cool stuff all the time. <laughs> but I'll start the day off with a quote and then move right into working out and then go right into whatever I do after workout. Typically, that's like something involved with like filming or content creation, like behind the scenes, just so people can see what I'm doing. And then that'll pretty much wrap everything up for my stories. And then on the wall, I'll go a rant. So I'll rant about something or provide some type of information. Like I'm speaking to the camera, camera's right there, sees my face talking. That'll be one video. Then the next day I'll do a fitness video. Then I'll do a rant the next video. Then I'll do like a lifestyle. So I'll go like rant, fitness, lifestyle, rant. So I try to do okay. variance between those four things. When did you see, or what do you, was there one thing that kind of took off or that you've seen that works Better is that kind of how you created those frameworks? No, I paid somebody who makes millions and millions of dollars a month. <laughs> they told me how to do it, so that's it. I just listened to what did it say? Success leaves clues. So I'm like, who's super successful in this split in this space? Who can I pay to to figure out how it works? So I'm doing what I was told to do. That's honestly that's how I've ever achieved anything in my life. Is I found somebody who's where I want to be, or has surpassed that, and I just pay them to tell me the path, and then I just go right. and implement it. That's the most genuine answer I've gotten, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I, I am the, the the last person who's going to try to fabricate or lie about something. I'll just tell you straight up, dude, I did not come up with this. I'm like, dude, how do you yeah. do X, Y, Z? He looks like he knows what he's talking about. How do you do it? Boom. All right, cool. I got the, the notes on my phone. This is what we're doing now. Yeah, yeah. So that's actually before I start working and I have a lot of coaches and business coaches and personal development coaches that I work with and a big thing I ask them before I start working with them is, Hey, who did you learn from? And like, where did you learn from? And I want them to like, just be honest with me because not only, I don't want somebody who comes at me and says, Hey, I created all this stuff on my own. And I'm like, no, you didn't. You're a liar. So either it doesn't work or you're a liar. So there's no way you have all that. That's why very successful people have multiple coaches that have learned from multiple different people. So that's, and usually too, I want to hear that they've worked with someone else successful, bigger and better than them. Because not only that, I can pay them and still get that same information that they've already gained from somebody right. else. So that's a big, that's a big cheat code too. I always like to see who's worked with somebody and then somebody underneath them too. I didn't know, or I haven't really dabbled in, I've done the personal development, the business paid coaches and everything like that, but I haven't paid anybody in the content creation realm. Who's known or who's big in that space that people go to? I would say 
technically you could even say Myron Golden is probably one of those people because he's talking a lot about putting out your content for free just to help people. So I would say he's a big name. Chris Doe from the future, that YouTube channel, he teaches that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. There's another guy who teaches communication. He looks like Chris Doe. I don't want to sound racist because they're both Asian, but they literally look exactly alike. But he teaches how to speak or how to communicate primarily on stage. Asian guy with with glasses. I can't remember his name. Yeah, like storytelling, that type of there. And there's another guy. He's uh, he's Caucasian who does the same thing. I follow these guys. I just always watch their shorts, but I never I, I, I cannot remember their names at all. But yeah, there's several content creators, big ones, at least who are teaching this type of stuff. Who did you mainly learn from? I guess who's your coach? My coach right now or just like sure. just overall who I've learned from. Who's your coach right now? Wes Watson. Dude, that's so funny. My buddy who I've been helping on some things, he actually hired Wes Watson. And a lot of the things I, I had a feeling you're going to say him say because of the things that you've you've said recently yeah. kind of mirror what he's told me as well. What have you how long have you been working with him? Uh, I got into his program, I want to say November. So not too long, like maybe end of October, early November. Yeah. He's all about just pushing it out there. No matter what he doesn't talk about a lot of edits or anything like that. He just says, get it out there. Have a booger in your nose. Yeah, pretty much. I asked him a few (laughs) questions. He's just, you just got to do it, bro. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. And is that who you've gotten your kind of frameworks from too? Yeah. All my posting frameworks pretty much come from him. I like to still get a little creative just because I'm creative at heart. So even though it's not even just to be, not even just to make it perfect. I just like to the creative process. If I don't create then I'm just going to go, what am I doing? So I still just, I do his framework, but I still add me into it. Yep. You have a competitive edge as well. You've worked with multiple brands. You know what they want, what works well, what doesn't work well. And you get the insight from them though. What's worked well in the past for them is so right. that's, it's a multiple facet asset that you have there. Yeah. It's that's- what's the guy who, who brought up the concept of a talents or st- skill stacking. I can't remember his name either, but yeah, I, I've been st- skill stacking for a while. You said what? I've heard a few different people actually mention that. And that's such a cheat code, honestly, man. It's just, it's, I've got something big that I've worked on for a while now that kind of bleeds into that, but that's essentially what I did. I started just taking like businesses that work and just stacking things on top of it and see what comes out or plays out. And it's just stacking different right. skills on top of other things that I'm not going to get into that. I'll go into a rabbit hole on that one, but you know, that's your creativity that's right there though. Stuff. A lot yeah. of people say that they're not creative, but I, I really would make the argument that people are a lot more creative than they would give themselves credit for. And like you being able to do that is basically that's, that's like creativity, like at, at a foundation. It's okay. I have this thing that I'm good at. And then this thing that I'm good at and this thing that I'm good at, how can I put these things together to be unique or offer something valuable to other people? It's no different from being poor in your house and then saying, I have these things laying around the house. How can I build something that can transport me from my house to school, make make some type of scooter? It's the same thing. Somebody, uh, I don't remember who told me this, but before we had the suitcase, the rolling suitcase on wheels, people carried around just like a a briefcase. They carried that around and then they took wheels and put it on the suit, the, the briefcase. And then we have a suitcase mm. or luggage at that point. So it's just what right. else I'm looking for that next suitcase on wheels, that yeah. next idea, that next skill I can stack on something else. It's a proven model. I've honestly been dabbling just for fun. Hermosi, Alex Hermosi. Are you familiar with him? Yeah, of course. Dabbling his frameworks. Yeah. <laughs> I feel, I say that now. I'm like, of course I'm familiar with it. everybody yeah. knows him. I'm messing around with some of his frameworks that he has with other proven frameworks that I've seen other people work with and seeing what I come up with on that end and how he structured his whole business. That's been fun kind of playing with things like that. But I want to ask you more of a content question, selfishly enough for me, for somebody who is a little busier, how would you go about a content strategy for them? Because I know you said that you create content all day, probably frameworks, of course, starting with the frameworks doing that. What would make Mm -hmm. it to where somebody's not spending all day long on content creation? that still wants to get out there and promote their business or brand. It would be the they're busy, but that's the thing that we want to see. That's what I would tell that person. So the quickest way to, that's actually a great thing that somebody's busy. I will will say that's anybody. If you're busy, you don't have any time to film anything. Hey, that's a lie, but (laughs) you just have to know how to film whatever it is that you're doing. So all you literally need, you need a tripod. You already have a cell phone. I'm well, I'm hoping you have a cell phone. You probably do. 
or you need a tripod, you need a cell phone. In some cases, you might need uh, a little light like this. It's 20-something bucks, 25 bucks. I got the same one. You need those three things, but really, you really only need the tripod and the phone. So whatever you're doing something busy, it takes literally five to 10 seconds to film something that you're doing. So let's say you have to go to the gym. You don't know how to set up like a whatever, like you literally you just put your phone, your tripod, set it up, do a quick little two, three pumps. Boom, you're done. Just finish your workout. If you're driving to if you're driving to work. You can put your, you can get one of the little phone things that the Uber people use or whatever, put your phone in there, record yourself driving five seconds, boom, you're done. So it doesn't take as long as you think that it takes. It's just a matter of being, what's the word? What is it? I don't want to say the wrong word. Intentional. You said what? Intentional. Intentional. That's what I'm trying to say. It's just about you being intentional about whatever it is that you're trying to capture. But I guarantee you that people want to see whatever it is that you're doing, regardless of how boring it is. I watch people spearfish in Indonesia for no reason. (laughs) I watch plumbers do plumbing things like with toilets. I've watched pigs get shot who are ruining somebody's crop. And this is just like everyday stuff that people don't have information or know anything about. So if you're like some finance kind of guy that most people think is just boring, it's probably interesting to some the big group of people. You just got to get out there and, and be yourself. Tell the funny things about finance that you have to deal with or crazy stories and just film yourself in the office at your tripod up, film yourself for five seconds or have somebody else film you for three to five seconds. And then you'll have so many different clips and then you can put those clips together and tell whatever story that you want to tell. That's the crazy part about editing that most people don't realize who aren't in this space is that when you just have the clips, you can tell whatever story that you want to tell. I don't know if you've ever seen a lot of the influence influencers who are like under under fire for under fire from a lot of people in the public or the mainstream media or whatever you want to call it. That's because a lot of people will take those clips. They'll take long form videos and they'll clip them up to make people say things that they didn't even say. And that's like the, that's the evil part of it. But you can also take, you can create something very powerful on the flip side of that. So with editing, things don't always have to be perfect. You just have to be intentional, like what I was saying earlier. And once you have all the clips, it's just like what we were talking about with the, with the talent stacking thing. It's okay. I have all these clips and I'm doing these things. How can I put these clips together to tell a story? You've just created a new framework for me, essentially, like driving in the car on the way to the gym and then also at the gym. I need to get a tripod because I'm at the gym every day, but I don't ever film myself that. And I'm sitting here thinking, I need more content. I need more right. content. This is a, a fantastic tripod. Perfect. This is the one. Did you get off Amazon? Yeah, off Amazon. It's super. And that's the thing that's like really annoying about some tripods is literally just this little stick, right? And you can, oh, you can throw it in the backpack. It can pretty much fit in your pocket too, but it opens up from the back here and then you just pull it out. And I would say it gets to about, ooh, hit myself in the mouth a little bit. I would say it gets to about like maybe five, 10 <laughs> in height. So yeah, love this wow. thing. Super easy, super convenient. And that's the other thing I like to preach about content creation that, and trust do I've been doing this for so long. Like one thing that I hate and I start, my career started as like a film director and a videographer. And that involves heavy cameras, big lights, all this kind of, you got to lug it around here and there. Nobody wants to do all that. So my thing is small tripod, small light that I showed you guys earlier. Mike. Mics. Oh, yeah. Mics there. Audio super important. I'll send you, I'll send you the list in your email if you want to check out some of this stuff. But yeah, this is all under a hundred bucks. I think this is like 27. This is like 27, 28. And that that light is 25 bucks. Man, that's so good. This is one thing I love about podcasting as well. I get to get on here and any struggles that I'm struggling with, like at this time, it's content too. I was going to drill you with all these questions and here we are asking the professionals, <laughs> man, this is why podcasting right. is so cool. I love it. What are some of the tools you use other than the hardware tools you use? What are some of the software tools you use for like editing and things like that? I've heard a lot of different. I don't think cut. there's anything better than, and I haven't tried everything, but I come from using Premiere and I think CapCut is it's right up there for what it can do on a phone compared to if I have my premiere up on my computer, like it's pretty crazy, but yeah, CapCut is raw. Just, and sorry, I'm getting using sling. CapCut is dope just because are cool or efficient. Let's say that 
it's a great platform to use just because it is so user friendly. Like you, if you just go in there and play around with some stuff, you can do some pretty interesting edits just from what's already available. And that's for, for free. I have the paid version, just the free version alone, like the editing effects, you can do keyframing in there, which is a little bit more advanced, but they have AI movement. So let's say you shoot yourself, you shoot yourself like at your desk right now, and you're telling a story about how you're, you like to do podcasts, you're at work and you just have like a boring shot. You can go and just click AI movement and it'll move it around a little bit, or it could make it go crazy, or it can like zoom in or zoom out just to add a little bit of a little bit more dynamic movement to your shot. The color grading, it has a complete music library the transitions between clips like CapCut is probably one of oh, the auto transcriptions and then the different fonts and you can edit all the fonts to do like pretty much whatever give it a background take the background off change the colors like it's crazy yeah i don't have anything bad to say about CapCut. i would say that's probably one of the best softwares that that i've used for editing have you seen where people are taking ai now through they're using the cap cut inside chat GPT and they're getting it to pretty much streamline a lot of stuff. Have you seen people mess? I didn't know that? that you could link cap cut to chat GPT. That's maybe it. I want to say, I haven't looked too much into this. It, it was probably some short or something. I, I know they have, CapCut has AI say photo features, but I haven't really played around too much with it because I use mid journey for my AI stuff. Well, photo. Oh, nice. And so, so I'm so, I do not do any kind of edit. My assistant does our editing for our podcast right. and she does the editing for the reels and shorts that we create mm -hmm. off the podcast and does those. And we haven't even got to those yet. We've just been creating some mock-ups first right. right now because we've only been running for a month now. So this is why I'm so interested in this stuff as well. How much should somebody starting out spend on that time spent on that? And then also when should they transition into getting an editor? I would say as much time, that's a really, that's a tough question. To, that's a tough question, to be honest. I would say if you don't have a lot of time, then you should probably grab an editor. Because I think the editing part is the most frustrating to do if you don't like to edit. So I would recommend that you edit as you don't spend so much time doing it if you do give it a shot. Because maybe you do give it a shot and you like it. That's also a possibility. But if you're busy and you're just like not of the creative mind, but you understand the value of personal brand and you just need to get content out, I would say film all your stuff, throw it in a Google Drive folder, send it to your editor, or your daughter, niece, mother, girlfriend, sister, uncle, <laughs> and have them edit it for you if they want to give you a lending hand. That I'm thinking right now. So my assistant who also does everything else for me, editing's probably not something she needs to be doing on this end as far as the content mm -hmm. creation. Now she's doing editing for the podcast and the, everything like that. And then all my other tasks I have her doing. I'm beginning to see I'm putting a little bit too much on her plate now. And I'm about to add, of course, even more content mm -hmm. creation to it. Where do you find good editors? Because I'm going to say right now, I'm not going to sit down and edit right. you. I'm just, I'm not going to do that. I don't have the mental capacity for that. There's obviously the, the third party apps like Fiverr and all that kind of stuff, which works, yeah. but obviously you'll run into the language barrier issue and it's just, it's not for everybody. I have a buddy that I can, it's been the guy who I was talking about. I do the go high level stuff with. He's, he has an app that he's developed that pretty much makes editing seamless for people like you and other business owners, pretty much like you import all your clips that you need or whatever. And then the editors in that platform put the videos together and then they have it for Facebook, the one by one squares and nine by 16s, whatever it is that you need. It's called media. What is it? Remote media team. That's what it is. I couldn't remember the name for a minute. I don't think I have this website up, but I, is there a chat on here? Okay. Yeah. Remote far right. Here it goes. So this is my buddy Tristan's app that he's got going on he said oh, i see it now I'm like, where's this chat at there we go so yeah it's structured to help the solopreneurs businessmen or companies just get all their footage imported there and then it's edited and all the met metrics and stuff and analytics are all tracked in the app and it just makes that whole editing process super super seamless so it's a Do cool that. platform i haven't I don't want to get too much about it because I'm not the, <laughs> the creator of this is just my understanding of, of how it works. But this is actually something that I want to offer to people who go for my my premium offer, which is, yo, I can mm -hmm. get you 
all your videos edited because I understand the the time as you know getting all your stuff created. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's well, <laughs> it's a problem, man. I've been like sitting here thinking, I'm yeah. like, man, because everybody says figure out a problem that you're you can solve and what you're good at. And I'm like sitting here thinking like last year, I'm like, man, what is it that everybody has been struggling with, like with these brands and businesses and stuff like that? And it's like organic content, posting consistently, editing time. So it's like, what you've done for the right. last few years. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, let me yeah. figure out how to do this stuff. Yeah. I love it, man. There's so many ways to make money nowadays. There's so many people, so many things you can help with. I just love the internet ma made it's everything. The internet. So it's literally all it is. I've been trying to tell people at one of the last podcasts I did, somebody asked me like, what's the best advice that you've ever gotten? And I'm like, man, it sounds so cliche, but it's the, what is the, the saying? I always forget. It's, it's not about what you know, it's who knows how it goes. Yeah, I'm like, mm -hmm. dude, that's like the most cliche like advice <laughs> that you hear all the time. But it's, dude, this is the most truest thing that I've ever really experienced in my entire life. Cause, dude, I have so many skills and it's none of that really matters, but it only matters when people know about you and whatever it is that you're doing. And that's the most important part about putting your content out online and your organic stuff. Cause it's essentially, you're not that artist, that musician who's at a concert with three, four people in the audience. You have a hundred, 150, 300 people watching your video on a daily basis per video, which is crazy. So it's like if you had, let's just say, yeah, it's still 300 people, but just, let's just say like 50 of them pay attention. Like you got 50 people a day, like, oh, snaps, like, Dylan does X, Y, Z. Okay. I, I like what he's doing. And then that's somebody who knows you. And then whenever they run into a problem, they're thinking who can solve this problem. Oh yeah. Dylan made a video about that. Maybe I saved it or I have to scroll through all my liked or watched videos to find it again. But you're, if you're doing that on a consistent basis, it's just like what we're talking about. It's about who knows you or who, and it just, it opens the door for so much stuff, man. And like you said, like I can nerd about nerd out about this for an entire year, but yeah, it's just powerful stuff, man. I, I really wish that I'm hoping to be able to put my information out and show people that if they really take that jump, then it can be beneficial for them. Absolutely. Be in front of mind. That's a yeah. big thing. Everybody does. Everybody's doing something, but not everybody remembers that Joe, the plumber over here is better than anybody else in a hundred mile radius, yeah. but he's out there working, but he was out there posting content about him doing what he's doing. He's going to be the one that everybody calls because they saw him on their feed right. that day when their pipe burst or something. Yeah. That's something I've had to just keep ingraining in myself too. It's, it's tough, man. And even for myself, like trying to get myself to take that jump, like, yo, man, I know, like, I got to do my own personal content and stuff. And I, I like, I struggle with the same thing, but you know, after I just woke up one day, like, man, I gotta, I gotta get to the next level, bro. <laughs> like I can't just, you can't just settle and be comfortable with where you're at. So I'm like, how do we, how do I do this? Cause I think that's what holds so many people back. They don't know how to do it. That's what was holding me back. The majority of it. Part of it was I, I was a little lazy too, but it's like, how do I do this? So finding somebody who knows how to do it. And then it's now you don't have an excuse. If you're not, if you know how to do it and you're just not doing it now, it's like, all right, you're just lazy as hell and you're probably not going to mm -hmm. go anywhere. So I, I think that that's the biggest thing is figuring out how to do it and then just balls to the wall, go for it. Laying down a good foundation, having something that you know is a proven right. process, follow that process and just don't look back and just continue on that process. That's it with yep. anything. Sum up your last, say two years in everything you've been doing with branding, coaching, and what's something that you've gained from that? If you had to sum it all up. Something that I've gained from doing branding and coaching the last two years. Well, I would say most of that's primarily branding. I just started switching over to the coaching model. Yeah. Man, so I think you've probably, what's the word stumped me with this question here? Okay. <laughs> I would say the thing that the, the summarize, hold on, ask your question one more time, just so I can make sure I answer it correctly. Sum up the last two mm -hmm. years that you've been working in your branding business. For me, like what I've been doing or what I've learned from it. What is something only you have gained from okay. that? Okay. Something that only I've gained from that. Dude, what the hell is this question? <laughs> I don't know if I'm overthinking it or what. There's no wrong <laughs> Let me ask you, there's I'm no wrong to answer, answer it Like in the way that's like truthful and authentic. And I'm like, how the hell do I, and that obviously it is valuable to the people who's listening. And I'm trying to think about how to answer this. Let me reword it then. Well, and not repeat <laughs> just the question again. What have you learned since starting mm -hmm. branding and working with brands? And I might not even be phrasing that correctly, but let's just say 
brand deals, right? That's your branding business essentially. All right. So with brand deals, what have you learned the last two years? I think I've said it already, which was actually, I'll say this and it's more of a repeat of what I guess other people have said, like Myron Golden, Alex Ramosi. But I found this to be true in my life is that the thing that I've learned is if you, you, you give, if you give something that's valuable to somebody else, then it gets returned to you times X. Let's multiply. I, I want to give a better answer. That's not <laughs> something that somebody already, uh, I would say, let me just give a, a couple. Let me give a couple. Cause I'll say that's one part of okay. it that I've learned in the past two years, which is, I think we're all here. We're all here to live a fulfilling life. But I think it's our duty to help the people who are coming up behind us as well. After you unlock the, or you get the keys to a fulfilling life, then you're not living your duty as a human being by sharing information to the people behind you. So that's one thing that I've learned. And a, part, a big part of that right now with the internet is organic content. Even though you might not like it, or you might feel embarrassed, or you might not get all the views, or you're afraid of what people think. I don't think that's an excuse to, to not do it if you know how to do it. So that's the first thing that I would say that I learned. The next thing is the power of working together. I think that people's are human beings. Let's say, I think human beings, superpower, the thing that separates us the most from every other species on this planet is our ability to collaborate at an unlimited scale. And I don't think any other species is able to do maybe with the exception of ants is able to work together at the level that we can and exchange knowledge and information. So that's another that you can't do everything by yourself. That is, I know that there's always like the lone wolf, the solopreneur. I did this on my own. Like you said earlier, you can't like, it's not possible. And having people in your corner who are there to help you or just assist you or support you, something goes a long way with your production. So that's a big thing that I've learned from working with a lot of brands, just seeing a team and how a team operates and then having people help and support me as well. I want to say there's a third one that I've learned, but I think I lost it. So we'll just stick with two. That's a good one though. I've never heard the analogy be compared to an ant. But yeah. I, the crazy thing is a lot of people, a lot of people don't know this about me. I used to want to be a zoologist when I was younger, but then uh, Steve Irwin died. Nice. And then I was like, man, like yeah. that's, I really wanted to meet him. So I know quite a bit about animals and like nature and stuff. And I'm always watching stuff about space, physics, biology, all that stuff. Dude, it's always been super interesting to me. Dude, that's good. Sanchez, I really appreciate you being on today. Where can, or where do people need to reach out to you if they want to, if they want to connect with you? The easiest way to reach out is for sure on my Instagram, which is Cheddar under Chez. And then you can also... Check out my website at infinitesanchez.art. Everything else, TikTok, it's Cheddar Chez on pretty much everything. If you type that in, you should be able to find me. And I'll link those as you well. You say what? Okay. I'll link them Perfect. in the show notes yeah. as well. So those main two should work. Man, I appreciate you being on. I appreciate you being on today, man. For sure. Thanks for having me, Dylan. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Hold up. Before you go, I've got an opportunity for you guys that I don't think you're going to want to miss. We're at the beginning stages of this, but we've been creating a community and we're about to launch it. And by the time you hear this, it'll be out. There's going to be a link in the description. If you've enjoyed what you've been hearing on the podcast, you've enjoyed the guest, enjoyed me talking and rambling on, and want to know more or want to take something that you have and make it bigger, scale it, grow it, we're going to be sharing information that will probably help with that um, in this mastermind community that we're going to be uh, growing over the next couple months. So if you want access to this, will be a paid community, but right now it's going to be free. So that's the opportunity. Come join if you'd like to. The link's going to be down in the description. So go click on the link, put your email address in, and then we'll grant you access from there. But we appreciate you guys.